Blog Talk Radio. You know, May is a month of change, and there is so very much change happening around the entire world, and so many of us are experiencing great personal change, 
Yet we're all feeling the global shifting of energy as well. And that, my friends, is creating stress, fear, and doubt. So what do we do? We look to spirituality and we find evolving spiritually is not always easy. As a matter of fact, most of the time, it's a bit challenging. Unfortunately, we're kind of doing that to ourselves. How? Why? Is it possible to move forward into easy and effortless spiritual change? It is indeed, and we'll be talking about that in just a few minutes. This is your host, T. Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am the founder and CEO of the Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I'm also a reconnective healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology and energy psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every Every week, Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio, digital entertainment, and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and then start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest, Lynn Cockrum Murphy, is an intuitive who gently guides those seeking assistance with healing, spiritual and emotional growth by releasing limiting beliefs, and past and present life programming in order to achieve happiness peace, and the life of their highest best. She has a doctorate in education, is a licensed substance abuse counselor, an access bars instructor, and an advanced level certified theta healer and course instructor. Lynn is the author of three books, Stronger at the Broken Places, Heuristic Inquiry, Growing Up in Chaos, and the Journey from Suffering to Self-Actualization, Living Hope, Steps to Leaving Suffering Behind, which we discussed when she joined us last spring, and her most recent book, Unfolding the Mystery of Self, We Are Never Alone, which is our topic for discussion today. So welcome back to the show, Lynn. Thank you yet again for taking time to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. So how have you been? I've been great. It's been a great year since we've talked, and I very much appreciate the opportunity to be here with you again. Well, you got a lot done. You wrote another book, another whole book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sure did. Um, but, you know, yeah. when you're dying to come out and, and you want to share that stuff inside, you just got to do it. And you do, and you're guided well. And you know what I really, really love about your books is that all of them, that you get to the point succinctly, and you do it in a very impactful way so that, mm. you know, you can – you can have books that are 500 to 700 pages long. Believe me, I've read them. And I think, oh, my God, was there anything in this book that I learned? And then you can have a book like yours, which really is only, you know, about 145 pages long, something like that. And it's a really quick read, but you get so much out of it. There's so many tools and, and things that people can glean from your book. So since you had the other book and then, you know, the two others and then this one, what prompted you to write this particular book? Well, my writing coach always encourages us to just keep writing, keep writing, keep writing, and then sort out what comes out and see what what is um, worthwhile to put out there. And this one, um, 
my goodness, I worked on it, and then I threw about half of it away, and then I worked on it, and it started getting good. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, that I've been told that I have lots of books in me, and I'm going to keep writing. And, and for me, it's like, who knew? Because I was a, a special ed teacher. I was a college professor. Oh, now I'm going to be a writer. Okay. So really, that's how I feel about it. Oh, new career. Okay. Okay, so we'll have Lynn back once a year in the spring every year because she'll be turning out books left and right. <laughs> How's that? Right. I've got two Sounds more in the me. works, yeah. Oh, wow. Do you really? Good for you. Well, you know, in mm-hmm. your book, you tell us one of the things that I, I just loved was, and it's further on in the book, is uh, you told us that there are no mistakes. We don't do anything wrong. And I am such a firm believer of that because no matter the circumstances, no matter how heinous something seems or how horrible something looks or feels, everything happens for a reason. And we, however, are not privy to the reasons, so we tend to judge because, you know, because what we say, hear, or feel is not within our own system of beliefs of, of what is right. What brought you to that conclusion that there are, we don't do anything wrong, there are no mistakes? A lot of it's hindsight. When I looked back, um, I got married and divorced really young. And I looked back at that, and, you know, at first I felt so bad. You know, I was I was a failure at marriage or that kind of stuff. And later on I was like, darn, that was perfect. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. He, um, getting married got me out of my parents' house and gave me the freedom to start my life, and I loved it and appreciated it. And getting divorced gave me the freedom to go back to college and, and open my life up that way. And, you know, bless that guy for marrying me and and bless me for having the smarts to get out of that marriage. And, yeah, there's no guilt. There's no negative in it now. So that's just one example, but I, I see many things. And I think that's it's a tool that I've used in trying to um, understand karma when something bad. And we, earlier in my life, there were a lot of really bad things that happened. And... In trying to figure that out, when I got the insight as to what I had done in the first place at another time to create the circumstances that needed to be resolved at this time, then I was like, oh, well, I'm really glad that's resolved. And no, I wouldn't have gone willingly. So it's, it's good that we don't have awareness as we're walking in to burn off some, some karma because no. We all try to avoid that. But then once mm. it's over, it's like, oh, what a relief. Okay, that's clean. You know, it's balanced. And I'm glad I could do my part to, to bring it back into balance. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of things there that you've brought up that are really, really important to point out, I think. The first one is, as you're reading your book, we do get a history of, you know, reading the the one prior to gives you a full story of what mm-hmm. your life was like. And this one, you 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 kind of go back to it a little bit and we can get a feel for all that you've been through, but you, you took the time to look back. And I think it's important for people to know that while they're reading the book, they too can take time to look back at their own life and say, Oh yeah, you know what? This opportunity would not have come up had I not gone through a, B and C, you know, or even just a, you know, you just something like that. And then you follow it up with, you know, and I'm so grateful for that because when we, when we profess our gratitude, we get more things that are good. So I love that it came full circle in your book. And it, you know, just in reading it, 
you just know, you kind of like resonate and you say, oh, yeah, similar thing happened to me. And you start to think about it. And really, that's where I think that the self-realization comes in through your book. Is that how you meant to mm-hmm. write it? Because it's working. <laughs> I, I tried to give real life examples of things mm-hmm. that I was talking about so that it wouldn't be something esoteric, but was something that people could relate to. Uh, the one about no mistakes, that was something I had heard through Access Consciousness, um, their programs, and I really like that it turns it around. Human beings are really, really hard on themselves, unless maybe they're a narcissist. But the rest of us tend to be really critical, really hard on ourselves, and cut other people a lot more slack than we do ourselves. And I think switching our thinking to, you know, I'm okay, I'm doing the best I can, and it's plenty good enough, and there are no mistakes, and maybe I can't see how that was perfect today, but I I might see later. And kind of letting go and relaxing, being, being nice to ourselves, it's pretty valuable. And, you know, and you, very valuable, and you did it so well in the book because it almost happens automatically. As you're reading the book, I mean, I found this to be true. You know, I'm reading a book a week for this show, and I read them usually just to, to do the show. I'm not, I, don't, I don't really read them and take them in completely, but when they're mm-hmm. short like this, I can take the time to do that. And, you know, some of the reflections, just to go back and say, oh, yeah, I remember when something similar happened, and, you know, or something mm-hmm. comes up that you happen to think of and you, and you realize, it just helps you to start to go back further with each thing so that in itself is a tool to be used mm-hmm. and it happens automatically and I'm, I'm just i'm see, mm-hmm. i'm mm-hmm. sensing that it happens automatically so are you hearing that from other readers that it just kind of works that way when they read your book a lot of them have said that they feel um comforted that they like how genuine my voice is mm-hmm. in the book that they feel like they're connecting closer with me and they feel better about themselves too. So I think that mm-hmm. might be what you're talking about. And that mm-hmm. um, that it broadens their perspective also. That's another thing they like that's, about it. Yes. That's what it does. It's, it's the self-realization. It really does broaden their perspective and it shifts you. It shifts you so that you're not, because I had a couple of other people read it as well. And they're like, oh, yeah. It really makes you think. And I said, yeah, that's what you're supposed to be doing. You know, it's mindfulness, awareness, you know, this is what the show's all about. Yeah. And then they kind of laugh. <laughs> but, you know, like, glad you got that finally, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah. it does. It, it's a very quick shift. It's a very quick shift. It's a, it's, it's a uh, thoughtfully written, succinctly, you know, put book that I think anybody can pick up and get something from rather quickly, rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also a lifetime's worth of spiritual studies explained mm-hmm. as, you know, how it how it might work for an American or an American woman. Because so much of what I studied would be maybe Yogananda or Sri, um, Sri Yukteswar, you know, all these Hindu people, besides mm-hmm. um, Buddhism, besides Kabbalah. And so on, and to bring it down so that it works for us, so that we have more information about spiritual paths for the ordinary person here in America, I think is pretty valuable. It is. 
And it's interesting that when you read through all of the, you know, you start studying all that, that the, the different uh, uh, religions or spiritual practices, if you will, they boil down to pretty much the same thing. <laughs> they do. That mm-hmm. is true. I like that. It's very true. They boil down to the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and it's so ancient, we have much to learn from it. If you just pick one, pretty much they're all going to say the same. So pick it and go with it, you know, if that's the one that resonates with you. But you pick up so much from this book. Your book is so, it just offers so much to the reader just as they're reading. There's really not a lot of work to do. I guess that's probably the best way I can put it. It doesn't take effort for the reader to, oh, now I have to do this. No, because it's automatically going to happen to you. I don't know if you channeled that into the book or if spirit put it in there or what, but it, it certainly did come across that way to me. Thank you. Um, I did intentionally put some of it in. A lot of it was channeled, and then mm-hmm. um, then I I prayed over it to make sure that it meant something for people. Because you know you don't want to write a book and have it sit on the shelf. You want it. To, well, I do. I want it to speak. Right, and it does. So kudos to you. You you successfully did Thank that. You. <laughs> Thank you. Now. Uh, yeah, you know, there's so many different things to um, to speak about. One, you know, one of the things, you know, that expression, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. You know, yes. that's very, it's very true, and for good reason. You know, we learn from everyone. The time we know the individual is the time it took us to learn from them. And you mentioned mm-hmm. everyone needs a spiritual teacher or a guru, and I think we get them throughout our journey in our connections in daily life you know so the reason season or lifetime people are our teachers just as we are theirs because well i think that we're both the teacher and the student in almost every situation what's your take on that well part of the reason i talked about that is it's more common in the united states to have a multitude of teachers rather than Mm -hmm. a guru for a lifetime and I talk about that, you know, those are old teachings of how it used to be with you needed a guru, and you wouldn't, you could not reach enlightenment without it. And then how that is, does not appear how it is today. But I do talk about a lot of the different teachers that I've had in my lifetime, and uh, like 10 years maybe. And um, it's it's interesting, the teacher that I had at each point reflected who I was and what I was ready for at that point. Sure. I think also it's pretty awesome that, and this is one of the points of the book, is we have total freedom in our choosing our spiritual path. That we don't have to, we don't have to be with any one religion unless that's what we want. So we get to do our own unique thing, and yet at the same time, I think that it's very challenging to do that to make spiritual progress without adhering to any one teaching but a lot of us do that and that was part of the point of the book is to to encourage people go for it keep looking study um, seek sit down and be quiet and listen you know do whatever it takes for your own enlightenment self-realization whatever you want to call it it's possible I think part of the problem is that people are so, we've been brought up and ingrained in being of a specific religion, and they confuse mm-hmm. religion with spirituality, and so they they are that religion. Once you get out of that and you realize 
okay, that's a religion. That's pretty much man-made because there's a lot of stuff that isn't gospel, if you will. And if you look beyond that and go back to the ancient teachings, that's where you're going to come up with, well, I like to call it my own religion. You know, this is a religion according to mm-hmm. me. You know, and it's mm-hmm. your own, your own mantras, your own, and it it is a a soup of all different types of spirituality from everything that you've learned. But I also think that in, in other countries you might have a guru for ten years, and you know that is my guru, that is my um, spiritual advisor, that is my my advocate or my my person who's guiding me. Whereas here. I think because of the nature, the lifestyle, the way that society is so rushed, we need to see each person that we're learning from as a new and different guru and move on. You know, it could be a five-minute mm-hmm. interaction. It could be five years. It could be, you know, the whole life thing. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they can be mo- very momentary. I noticed in um, sometimes in meetings – Somebody would say something, and I'd be like, wow, it's like sitting in front of a mirror. That's exactly what I sound like when I talk about that, and that's not who I want to be. Okay. Yeah. Um, You know, opportunity to change. So those kind of moments come up all the time, and people just show up. I I love it. Sometimes slow drivers are my teachers because they remind me to slow down down and you know probably help me stay out of trouble whether it's a ticket or an accident so people that Mm -hmm. i used to to curse at when i was driving along i appreciate now it's just a change of mindset so and then the bigger teachers the bigger ones you know if i um let's see i studied went to conferences so i could study with um jack cornfield a little bit buddhist Mm -hmm. teacher um very beneficial, but then I had local ones that were on a smaller level, um, you know, more of a a one-on-five kind of experience. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, it's just finding who's right for you at that time and being willing to let go when and being aware. Uh huh. And it, yeah, that I think is a challenge. And then mm-hmm. also recognizing that most teachers are just people. And so they may not be as holy. I found several people that were not as holy as I thought. You know, that mm-hmm. I, And I learned from them despite that. But I had to accept that in my putting them on the teacher pedestal, that I was not getting a complete picture. Right. And... And we always have to look and say, okay, well, in spite, whether it is in spite of or because of what has happened, I am who I am, and realize the mm-hmm. difference between the two. So you have either grown because that's not what I want to be like or how I want to sound, or, oh, I followed through and I did exactly what they're doing, I'm emulating them. Whatever it is, you're who you are because of all the experiences that you've had. Once you get that mindfulness and that awareness, you can almost shift the tables. Like you said, you were behind somebody who was slow. And you've learned to deal with that. This morning, I was behind a great big truck, and I was probably like the sixth one 
in line, the truck being the fifth, and the gentleman behind me was right on my tail. I mean, right on my tail. Mm -hmm. And I had to brake a couple of times because I was leaving a gap between me and the truck because I didn't want to hit the truck. We didn't know when it was going to stop, but we were in a 25-mile-an-hour zone. So what were we doing? We were doing 25. Well, the gentleman behind me wasn't a happy camper. He wanted to do more than that. I kept pulling over to say, you know, you want to go by, go by. But he didn't. He just kept riding my tail. And then the truck went through. There's probably like 30 feet between me and the truck in front of me. And the truck went through um, a, a light, and I started to go and realized, oh, my God, it's turning red. So I put my foot on the brake and kind of eased into it. And the guy behind me, oh, he was not happy. And I thought, okay, this is probably oh. your opportunity to, you know, <laughs> you know I wow. need to learn that. I, I'm really sorry, but he needs to learn to slow down. So you can almost see it when it's happening to someone else, you know. Yeah, easier <laughs> to see than takes a little longer with ourselves, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good example. Um, I, I don't think you saw it at all. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, oh, I, um, no, I don't really have anything else to say on that one. Uh, <laughs> I think you nailed okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's just really, you know, there's just so much that you can, there's only so much that you can do, um, you know, regarding being able to be aware, you know, and, and see that. It kind of comes with time. The growth uh-huh. comes with time, but as long as you're uh-huh. aware of who's around you. But well, I think that's, you, that's one of the points of mindfulness is when we practice mindfulness, we get a lot more out of those situations. They don't just you know, go by in a blur. But, or if you're self-reflective, you, know, you get yeah. a lot more out of that, and, and that creates growth. It also allows you, as you are, we're all intuitive. It's just a muscle. You need to flex it, and the more you flex it, the more mm-hmm. intuitive you become. And when you are more mindful and more aware, you get more hits, if you will, if I can call it that. That's what I refer to them as hits. Mm. You just get hits. Something's going to happen and you just say, okay, forget it. I'm not doing that. Or yes, I'll do this. Or you get that gut knowing. And it's, it, sometimes it's really loud and sometimes it's soft. Mm-hmm. But if you're aware, you hear it. Right? Do you get that? I mean, you're, you're a real intuitive, oh. you know? Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. And you learn to to live by that and to not ignore it. It reminds me of people who would go to my friend who uh, would do readings way before I ever was ready to, and she would give people would ask advice and she'd give advice and then they'd go do what they wanted, and then you'd see their life kind of fall apart for a while and you'd be like, goodness gracious, why are you even asking? So yeah, when you get a message. It's really important to pay attention to it because we can we can learn we can change direction with a nudge with a couple mm-hmm. of thoughts or a couple of experiences or we can get it by a two by four upside the head you know so right. let's not be slow learners let's let's be willing and pay attention because yeah. the other stuff hurts. Absolutely, it or, does. I mean, you think you're going along, yeah. Well, I was going to say, or it your, can hit your pocketbook, or you can lose your yep. job, or yeah. yeah. Um, I think paying attention, being aware, sitting still in meditation, uh, mm-hmm. or or through journaling to really decipher: is this important? Is this a message? What What's the point? Right now, and often you might see this too. You get um, several messages. You'll see it several times, and then yep. you'll be like, 
you know, maybe maybe a Mazda should be my next car. <laughs> Why do I keep getting yeah. that message? You know, I never thought about that before. So um, not that that one even pertains to me, but but you do get repeated nudges. Mm-hmm. You absolutely do. And then if you're not getting it, the universe does say, okay, here. And you're right, you get the two by four. And then you're like, oh, now I get it. And, it, you know, it makes you feel kind of stupid. <laughs> you know? like, you yeah. were paying attention. You would have gotten it before. And I think we can always just sit down and ask, or you can ask for it in a dream. Some people are really good at getting information yeah. in dreams, and some people aren't. But you set that intention and go to sleep at night. That's one way. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it's sitting in meditation and getting quiet enough that I can hear the guidance because we have guides that are always with us we have guardian angels we have ancestors all these beings are always with us we're never alone and so we can mm-hmm. utilize that for our own good so if it's um you know this friendship is is uh, rocks me too much there's too much turmoil is it time to let it go you know, sit in meditation and see what comes to you. It could be a word, it can be a feeling, or it can be a stream of information. Depends on, on you. Mm. I find it happens, too, if you're, if you're really focused on anything. I mean, you can be out in your garden and you're focusing on, because you're clearing your mind, there's no chatter anymore. You're just focusing on the one uh-huh. thing that you're doing. You will start to get information. It will come in in droves. And... Sometimes it's something that you thought about oh, three days ago. Somebody asked you a question, and all of a sudden you think, why do I yeah. know this? Why am I thinking this? You know, yeah. And write it down because it might be important. And then another time is if people are journal, if they do journal, I journal. Um, sometimes I journal mm-hmm. on my PC because so, I can type fast, and sometimes I uh-huh. journal by hand. And then I can't read it, so this, it's pointless to do that because <laughs> I can't read my own writing. But, <laughs> but I find that when I'm typing, it is t- I'm taken over. I'm just typing, and I don't even really know half the time what. Yeah, uh-huh. you do, and then you read it, and you go, "Wow, that's really good." <laughs> you know, and you're like, "Thank yeah. you." You get so <laughs> much. Yeah, yeah, you get so much. It's crazy. It's crazy good. But I think that sitting in stillness, like you said, is is key. Absolute key to just. And there are well, so many ways to do it. You know, meditation, like you said, is one. Right, and there are different ways that work for different people. Some people cannot meditate. It's, it's painful. So yeah. um, what, I think what you're referring to, like with gardening, is that that would be a state of mindfulness in mm-hmm. action, you know. Or um, in my mm-hmm. first book, I put a chart, a Venn diagram of being versus doing. What kind of activities are being activities? Which ones are doing? And which ones hit in the middle of the diagram that are being, the state of being, while doing? So yoga, tai chi, qigong, gardening. Um, that really works for some people much better. Walking in nature. That's when mm-hmm. they get their moments. Runners get that, too. Runners definitely get that. When I lived in Oregon, I lived in a commune. Uh, it was a Christian metaphysical, very unique commune. Um, in my 20s, we had to do all the work on the land ourselves. So it could be building a chicken coop. It could be gardening. It could be working on one of the ponds. 
And that was when I started getting my insights where I'd be doing something and I would realize, oh, so-and-so is coming. Or um, I would start seeing metaphors in life. It was really fun because it's not like something you control. It just happens. So if there are listeners that are going, I never hear anything, and this isn't any fun, I don't have intuition, I want to say that, like you said a minute ago, T, that everyone has it, but it's a matter of developing and allowing it. And in this book, Unfolding the the Mystery of Self, I talk about it like um, often you'll be driving down the street and you see something out of the corner of your eye. And then you mm-hmm. look again going, what was that? Was that really a woman mm-hmm. standing there with a child? And you look and there's nobody there. But my truth is that there is someone there. And you yeah. saw through that veil, you saw um, the spirit of someone. And they are really there. And to give yourself credit for those moments, um, that when you stand up in the middle of the night and walk across the room and you feel someone else standing in the room, give yourself credit. That's real. And it's mm-hmm. just the, the dimension that we're not used to seeing into, but that we can see and we certainly do sense and recognize it. And that, that's part of that process of coming into developing your intuition. And it, it might be slow, but some people it just hits them. And, and it hits them. I, I've seen this happen with people sometimes after a uh, – significant passing, uh, uh, someone that they loved, a spouse or a parent, someone that they really, Mm. really loved. And I'm not saying that spouses don't love each other, but, you know, sometimes it's just a deeper connection. And the deeper connection, when there's a loss, you will see more. They will come back, and you, because of that connection, you can get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I write about that in the book, that that's happened to a lot of people in my family, yep. having talked about that kind of thing. And it, it helped me when it happened after my mother died, because it showed me that people don't die and disappear or dissolve or whatever, that they continue. And they just yeah. aren't wearing a body. So they look right. and feel slightly different, but you can recognize them and you can talk to them. We need somebody to come up with special glasses like they have for 3D theater so that we can see how populated the planet is, <laughs> you know, because well, it is. People would be amazed, yeah. It probably really be a lot is. of people dying of heart attacks because they'd be shocked, you know. Mm-hmm. But we oh. have those experiences. Um, once I was out in the Canyon de Chez area, um, New Mexico, Arizona, Four Corners area up there, mm-hmm. we were hiking. Yeah. And I had this distinct feeling that a warrior ran up behind me and wanted to stab me in the back. And I'm like, holy cow. But we were in an area that had been through many wars, you know, infiltrated by cavalry and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, this guy had died and was still living the battle. And so... You know, I did what I've been taught to do to to help him move on so he doesn't have to be stuck there and then. But Mm -hmm. those things happen, and and I encourage people not to dismiss them. We're much more than we think we are. Yeah, if we knew, if we really realized it, we would be astonished. We truly would. Uh, Because it's just fascinating, and it's very, very real. You know, the illusion is what what we're doing right now. (laughs) This is the illusion. That's right. 
right. Yes. So the purpose you know? of the book was to get those messages across. That's why I talked about being a light being. It was the hardest thing to right. say out loud to people at first. Yeah, that I see myself as a big, glowing, luminous, egg-shaped light, and I'm wearing a body that, that makes it so most people can't see it. But if you get an, your aura photographed, you can see part of it. Right. Yeah, our body doesn't fit. It's too small for our no. body. <laughs> yeah. It is. Our body's too small for what we are, you know, because we go so much further. You know, that's why we're always picking up other people's energy and stuff. Our energy fields are so much further than we are. And of course, the more depressed or the more negative you are, the smaller the field is. It just kind of capsizes True. into you when you can't breathe that that's why people have those issues but as soon as you let your life shine light shine and your heart opens up and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger you can collect a mm. whole more of, a whole lot more of goodness and that's what happens mm. and the intuition just seems to follow suit the more that you i don't know the more that you give gratitude the more that you live from your heart the more that you're given the opportunities for those those sightings, you know, I remember when I was 17 years old, I was driving to a class that was three hours away from where I lived. And I was driving down the highway, I was going far too fast. And I had a scare. I don't even remember what the scare was because of the aftermath. And I I pulled over the side of the road. And I was like, okay, whatever it was, I remember pulling over the side of the road and then starting all over again. And I knew my grandmother who had passed like, oh, I don't know, four or five years prior was with me. I knew Uh she was with me. I knew it, mm-hmm. and I knew I was safe, and the rest of the ride was fine. And oh, I'm not a person who nice. to drive. Yeah, you know, and I know that. And and you can see things. I mean, I've had many cats in my life, and sometimes I see one run across in front of me, and I'll say, hey, how you doing? <laughs> they're right. not with us right. in this world, you know, <laughs> but they're mm-hmm. there. So definitely can, can see things. It's just a matter of the mindfulness, the awareness to allow. That's the hard part, though, Lynn. It's when you tell people, just allow it. And the question always comes up, but how do you allow it if you don't believe it? Mm-hmm. And I say, well, you've got to work on just opening yourself up and sitting still so that you can be, get that validation you need. Is there anything more mm-hmm. that somebody could do other than that to allow? Allowing is, a, I think, a difficult word for people because they don't think they're not allowing. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, that's good. Um, and and mm-hmm. I do like the word allowing, too. So maybe dropping your barriers, the barriers that we put up to life all the time to protect ourselves from being bombarded by all the energy of others. So dropping those barriers and being in awareness to possibility. Maybe there's the possibility that things are a little different than we've been thinking and then not dismissing those little odd moments because even I will do that, will dismiss it and Mm -hmm. consider the possibility that it's real. I think there are a lot of movies that have helped show us um, how much more there is from what dreams may come to Lucy. I mean, there's a gazillion really good films for helping us open up and consider. Ghost is one I use all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a great one, yeah. Everybody, and that might have been, I mean, that might have been like one of the first ones where people really started to think about it. You know, that was a good one. Um, Heaven can wait is an old one. Oh Same yeah, that was, it's about the, that. about the life review process. Yeah, thank yeah. God people make some of those because otherwise we'd have to get all our information from books, and some people just don't read books. So That's yeah. True. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and a lot of the, I think there's a lot of people on the planet who are here to help change and get people into the shift, change agents, if you will, to, to get them to become more evolved. And a lot of them happen to be very creative, which makes sense when you're intuitive. Yes. You are a very creative. So yes. you're going to make these more stories and write these books. It's going to happen. So it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's divine timing. Everything happens for a reason. There's a whole slew of stuff, you know. Um, <laughs> it's really, it's, it's true. I do believe <laughs> that we are the change that the world has been waiting for. I do we are the change agents, and this is the time. Yeah, I believe there's that as so well. Much, mm-hmm, there's so much possibility. It's exciting. And, you know, and then you have days where everything's so slowly changing because we're in the density of form living on Earth Um that it's pretty frustrating, and then other times it's like, man, and then this happened, and this happened, and the doors opened, and, you know, we're on our way. I'm seeing that for this month of May. Um, Numerologically, it's a five-month, and that's a month of change, and I am seeing that. I I can't even tell you. I mean, well, just look at what's happening in the news, but then if you look at what's happening in people's lives, things are changing drastically, very quickly. Boom, 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 nanoseconds, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's just, it is amazing, but it's also, it can be a little, um, oh, angst, you know, make you feel a little angst yes. because uh, I'm trying to just stay grounded. I'm grounded and everything's going on around me. I'm like, okay, just stay grounded, T, just stay grounded. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can do that. <laughs> but I, I think you're right. And it's not just that this is the time. It's it's critical right now. It's critical for the for for the world to be changing right now. Critical. Well, in terms of our environment, that's for sure. And the you know, war has always existed. But you know, seeing in Africa when a whole um, school of female children were captured, you know, mm-hmm. and finally released after a couple of months. But what they've experienced, you know, we don't want any of that going on anymore. No. No, it can't, you know, and, and we have to stop with the technology for bad. You know, if you have a brain and you can come up and you make technology do these horrible things, then you can get a real good job doing something good. So knock it off <laughs> and just use it for good, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, seriously. Enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, one of the things yeah, a- that you mentioned, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, one of the things that you mentioned in your book, which I, and I found this fascinating and I liked it, was that um, you mentioned that you had a fear of the development of your gifts. Now, given your growth and all the work that you do and the books you've written, you know, the classes you've taught, everything, all your life experiences, do you still have that fear? <laughs> Not so much. But- Good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but there are times um, I'm going to go speak in um, Switzerland in November, and I'm going to talk about the messages in this book. And mm-hmm. I have parts of myself that go, really? You think you can do that? <laughs> do you think sure. people will listen? More than five people, then? Sure, oh I have God. those moments. <laughs> or that someone... Um, Ask me for a reading. Um, you know, I'll do readings at, at events in town or at a, um, a spiritual bookstore. And and I'll be preparing to go over there, and I'll have moments where, like, you think you can do this? 
will it really happen today? I know it happened in the past, but will it really happen today? So I don't know if that's because I'm new enough to it or if it's just, um, no, I've been doing readings since the 80s. So it must just be a little lingering self-doubt. Must just be that, and probably maybe just stage fright. But I mean, when you when you said the fear yeah. of the development of your gifts, I thought she can't possibly be in fear of the development of her gifts. Not at this point, because it's only going to get stronger and better. And and well, I mean, there is the fear of the unknown. We don't know what's coming. And but mm-hmm. when you're working and doing for good in the way that you are. Surely you know that whatever comes down the pike in the development of your gifts is going to be for good. And right. what you chose because this is your life destiny. So Right. And I, I agree. Like the gift of healing as that has increased and will continue to increase. I don't you know the only part of that I might fear is that are people going to be able to handle the level at which we can heal? at some point right you know mm-hmm. what about the the scaredy cats out there but the people that receive the healing are usually like oh thank you you know right I feel so much better right mm-hmm. yeah because when i work on people i mean i get the skeptics and it's funny when the skeptic leaves and they're not a skeptic anymore i, I i'm amused oh. you know like oh you know okay yeah well see it worked for you yay you know i was a complete skeptic <laughs> i know i was in your energy field i absolutely know that to be true but your higher self was not so you you know it was just you <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. is very those are hard you know. hard things for people to put down it takes a lot of practice yeah um I had a, a student recently in my classes who was here um, due to a life-threatening illness and was learning alternative healing methods to change yeah. everything. And we would do a process, and little miraculous things would happen, and then the I can't believe it kinds of statements would start up. And at first I thought it was cute. On the third day I was tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but managed to have the patience to get through that, and then the next class, and the next class, and this person progressed and finally stopped saying those things. But yeah, it took a while. That doubting Thomas part can be strong. Well, the third day I was tired of it. Oh my god, that is too funny. Oh, I think that people probably have a fear of the development of their gifts because it's an unknown. It's not mainstream, you know, and they just it's unheard of. Well, and for a lot of the my students, when they learn to become healers or intuitive and really develop that so that they can give readings, um, past life stuff comes up. And oh, yeah. so many people have been killed for those kinds of activities in other lifetimes that maybe part yeah. of the time they were the one delivering the babies in the village, but they also were prophetic, and then they got killed for being prophetic. So right. Um, and this time that stuff lingers and we clear all that. But sure, people have good reasons for being nervous. Fortunately, we're living in a time, though, that it's okay to be, um, well, and maybe unique. it's I'm not a kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a kid anymore, too. So it's okay to be unique, to um, do things outside of the box. But the whole world is changing. My best example yeah. is that yoga used to only be taught in India. And now it's mm-hmm. taught at the Y on the corner. Mm-hmm. So yep. the world is changing. 
And a lot of men are going. Now, yoga was a man thing in India to begin with, and now it's a woman yeah. thing, and then it became, now it's both. And I see yes. I see people going to yoga who are engineers and uh, attorneys and police officers, and I think, good for you because you need it. You know, their jobs are highly mm-hmm. stressful, and their brains are constantly mm-hmm. on. So it's good to see people are reaching out for that. They're hungry for it. They're dying of thirst for this, and so they're taking it. Uh, I, I find that for me in my practice when I'm working on people, and somebody tells me something happened after they left, you know, and I'll say, oh, that's really great. And they'll say, why do you always act surprised? Or, do you doubt what you can do? And I say, no, but I never oh. want to not be amazed. I never want to not be amazed. I love being amazed. I love hearing the feedback and knowing, wow, that was great. You know, it's not yeah, that I doubt it. It's part of your humility also, that you're not yeah. taking all this for granted. You're just pleased every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't take it for granted because, and that probably is the fear. If I take it for granted, because you got to get the ego out of the way because I know it's not me. And I tell people all the time, it isn't me. It's spirit. It's not me. I'm just a facilitator. You know, let's get that going. You know, know, let's make this right here. The only person I've ever healed is me. And you heal you. So, by the way, you're a healer. And they're like, oh, my God. (laughs) That's great, yeah. But it's true. Yeah, it's true. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to ask you a question that you probably won't want to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because why not? <laughs> if you don't sure. ask the what question, is the answer is always no, right? Well, as far as you're being intuitive, okay, and given the state of our country in this world and all the upheaval, do you have any insight at all that will perhaps lend our listeners some security or alleviate fears that they may have regarding the state of affairs globally? That know that although there is hardship and there is still suffering on our planet, that we are in the change process. And beautiful energies are here to support us. More energies than ever before have come to support us. And everything is actually becoming more beautiful than it ever was. And we're on a beautiful planet. But things are improving it's rocky along the way and it's really going to be okay it's really going to be okay even if you lose a loved one it's really going to be okay when i was studying buddhism i was 17 we were told that when you start practice and you work to clear your karma that often things get a little worse before they get better and it's right. like that karma is like getting spewed out. And so there are a lot of energies here on earth that are stirred up right now because they're going to get cleared, truly changing. So I, I hope believe that, that reassures. You know, when, and if you can't handle what's in the newspaper or on the news, don't watch it. Don't read it. Exactly. Allow yourself to trust within your heart. Because if you go for a walk in the park, you feel good. You climb a hill, right. a mountain, you feel good. And, but if you dwell on what's happening in Syria or right. North Korea or the in the or ocean Washington, with the plastics, yeah. right, yep. you can get really unhappy. So focus on the good, and you'll weather whatever changes are coming better. I believe that. I believe if we all maintain our own energy fields to the best of our ability, to the highest vibration possible, things yes. would be a whole lot better. And you're, you wouldn't be – people take in too much, and there's too much sensationalism. Everything is like, oh, my God, breaking news. It's not breaking news. 
You know, this is the same <laughs> stuff we're doing. It's not breaking news. I mean, you know, really, it's, you know, you don't need to, like, buzz they, into a show. But they I agree with it. They, yeah, a bit. You know, it's, now you don't believe it. It's like the um, the kid crying wolf, you know. It's like, yeah, I don't believe that. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. But I, I agree with you, and I think that things do get worse before they get better. And especially, and I'm going to go back probably, let's say, 10 years, which would only be 2007. And I can't believe that that's actually 10 years ago because it doesn't feel like 10 years ago. But we've start, at that point, I started recognizing, and it could have been happening already, I started recognizing more and more people were opting off this planet. And the obituary column was getting much, you know, longer and longer and not necessarily for people over the age of like 80 or 90. And I thought, Mm -hmm. this is crazy. There used to be two or three a day and now there's a page and a half. And it's been continuing. And I see that a lot. And I think that, like you said, even with the passing of a loved one, if the loved one's energy can't handle the energy that's going on, they're going to, to opt out. And, yeah, we all have a number. Our time is up when our time is up. But I do believe there are times when you can just decide enough is enough and yeah. I'm going. And yeah. I see people doing that a lot now in very similar ways. I think there's a high rise of aneurysms. I think there's a high rise of strokes. I think there's a high rise of cardiovascular disease. I see it when I go into the hospital to work on people. It's like, oh, my God, how many people came in last night for this? It's crazy. So mm-hmm. it's almost as though they can't take the energy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've heard people express it that way. I also think that if you don't feel equipped strong enough to go through these changes, that it's okay. You can opt out yeah. and come back later and do whatever your part is. Um, I don't know if, if the door closes. There are other places you can live besides on Earth so right. and, and other opportunities for growth. So it's okay. Um, you know, the other thing that I've seen increase is suicides. Yeah, I think that's really increasing oh from young people, really, from children to teenagers to soldiers. It's pretty huge. It is very huge. Yeah. It's PTSD. It's bullying. It's it's yeah. all the stuff. It's the energy. It's the energy, and it's not good. And, and you know, so if people read your book and really take it in, I mean, read this and really resonate with it, you will automatically. But feel into the book as you read it. You will find a shift within yourself. You will change. And people don't change because you change them. People change because you change. You, you don't change people. They change because you change, and you will start to see more people, positive people coming into your life and people doing things differently because of your energy, because the positive energy far outweighs the negative, and it will overtake it every time. So if you read Lynn's book, Unfolding the Mystery, We Are Never Alone, you will learn to unfold your own mystery of self, and you will learn you are never alone, and there's help just waiting for you out there. All you need to do is ask. That's really, that's really what, what it is. I can't believe we're almost at the top of the hour, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It's the hour always really goes fast, by too it? fast. It goes too fast. Every time you're on, it's too fast. We'll have to do a two-hour show next time. <laughs> but before before we go, please tell our listeners how they can learn more about you and where they can purchase your book, Unfolding the Mystery of Self. We are never alone. The books are available at Amazon, and any bookstore will order them for you if you request it. So Amazon, of course, is very easy to access. My website is lynncockrummurphy.com, and I'm going to spell it because it's a long name. Lynn is L-Y-N-N-E. Cockrum is C-O-C-K-R-U-M hyphen 
Murphy, M-U-R-P-H-Y, dot com. So you have to get the hyphen in there, too. So my website, you can get a free chapter from um, Living Hope and from Unfolding the Mystery of Self. There are also some other freebies. If you um, sign up to get my newsletter, and then you get the announcements of my classes, the online class that I'm in the process of creating right now that's for Unfolding the Mystery. I've been doing them live in Phoenix, and it's it's amazing. The conversations we have, we discuss the quotes in the book, the conversations mm. we have, and then the meditations we have. I do guided meditations. Um, some of them are right out of the book, and others are ones that I've experienced over the years that are life-changing. So this is my second series with it, but I'm in the process of um, recording things so that I can put them up on um, the website. So, And through the website, you can also contact me. I do work with people over Skype or over the phone. You know, there are millions of people here in the Phoenix area, but there are millions of people elsewhere. So if you feel like contacting me, if you feel this is the time, do so. Yes, and, you know, check out the website, check out the book. The book actually is great for each person, but it's also great to give as a gift, you know. And, uh, you know, it's not the holiday season, but the holiday season will come, and you'll have the gift already in your hand that you can give to someone else. So think about it that way. (laughs) Good idea. I thank you so, yeah, I thank you so much for being on the show again. It's been a, a whole lot of fun. I appreciate you taking time to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you. I enjoy your perspective. You make it very easy for me to talk about all the unusual things that are just so normal for us. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, are they unusual? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dress of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life that we are truly meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so that they can grow and learn and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope we will be back back next week for another show here at energy awareness radio for more information about me please feel free to visit my website quantumwellness.org where you'll find a list of archive shows the line up for upcoming shows and a whole bunch of other information please be sure to check out our charitable organization for kids soji huggles children's foundation where every penny of every dollar donated goes directly to children in need we're run solely by volunteers there are no salaries or stipends no compensation of any kind to anyone so please make sure that you check that out it's sojihuggles.org don't forget to follow me on twitter at nrg aware radio and at soji huggles i am your host t love here at energy awareness radio intending you and yours a most wonderful week remember living from your heart is quite easy you need only give thanks to do so take care and stay well
Thank you. 